welcome. And uh, welcome to Odd World with your host, Ned Boy and Doc. Hey, Ned, my friend, how are you today? Everything's good. Uh, before we get started, I just wanted to tell everybody they should go, all go out to see Get Out. It was an awesome film. Uh, great for that genre, horror slash comedy. I think everybody enjoyed it. Okay, Jordan Peele said that he's got, what, four or five more in the works that he's going to hit us in the head with. Yeah, as long as uh, he can keep, continue bringing something new to the, to the field, because I think the horror genre is one of the genres where we've seen a lot of the stuff already, and I felt like Get Out, it was like something new and fresh. It's not very predictable as like all the other horror stuff that we've seen lately. And he said he's going to keep social messages in all of them. So if that pissed you off, you're going to continue to be pissed off. I haven't seen Get Out yet. I haven't had the time to really go out and go to the movies. But that's that's high on my list of two Cs. Yeah, it was definitely good to see it. But social messages, it was, it was cool. I mean, some people might not like it, but uh, I thought it was well worth it. You know what? You can't like everything, man. There's There's got to be some lemons in, in, you know, in the bunch. Everything's not going to be a sweet, juicy uh, apple or orange, you know? There's got to be some lemons for some yeah, people. You know, I mean, I, I've enjoyed a lot of movies and everything about all the movies. There might have been sections where I've been like, oh, no, that kind of sucks. But, you know, if, if, the, if the whole beats the parts, then it's, it's, a, it's a win. Hey, man, okay, so we got, uh, it looks like the ladies of hip-hop are going at each other's throat. We got Foxy out of her two cents. And uh, before I let you say anything, that I can't respect a one-minute clip. As, uh, you know, something's got to come behind this, and I mean, like, quick, faster than a heavy. Oh, so you did hear the sample of the song that she's supposed to release. Yeah, but don't... Don't, you know what, we ain't heard shit from you, Foxy, in a hot minute. Don't tickle our balls. You know, you're going to grab our balls, grab them. Don't tickle them and run away with one minute. One minute ain't shit, man. Don't do that. The only thing I would say, which was, I mean, I know Remy did mention Foxy briefly in the her sheet of this. only thing I would say, though, Foxy, like that one-minute clip or whatever, she mentioned, she touched on Remy's, but supposedly miscarriage. And I was like, I guess nothing is off limits these days. Well, you know, I, was, I actually posted that on my Facebook account as soon as this came out with Nikki. You know what? You don't fight. That's the, You know what people, this is the theory of people who don't know how to fight. They fight what they think is fighting fair because they actually scared to hurt somebody because they're really scared to get hurt themselves. There is... You take the gloves off, you kick her right in the pool with the dead baby. I mean, that's what you go for. You 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 find one of those fucking heifers that she was locked up, and you get one of those bitches to say, you know what, really did like eating my anus. That's what you do. I mean, you go for the throat, man. You cut her. You you cut her. I mean, really saying she wants to cut Nikki's throat. You know, I mean, making threats. So you go hard or don't go at all. Yeah, Foxy did bring out, I guess, the old Brooklyn. Yeah, man, fuck but that. But gotta release the song. I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, name the baby and everything. I mean, do a whole fucking sixteen thirty-two bars on the dead baby. Make this bitch cry when she hears the record. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, 
you know, so so now what they did from all of this, they have now fake stuff I see out there. Now all of a sudden people are interjecting Queen Latifah. And I don't know if there's any truth to that at all. Oh, yeah, I don't think so. I haven't seen anything that came from Queen Latifah's mouth. But. Right. I, I, you know what I did? I checked on Twitter just to see if there was anything there. And I see nothing, man. So, you know what? I'm not really buying into that. Did you did you watch the fights this weekend? UFC or the boxing? I caught the boxing. I didn't catch the UFC. I, I'm the total opposite. I watched the UFC. I did not see the boxing. Oh, all right. So, best of both worlds, then. We need to give our perspective. <laughs> well, the UFC, for me, it was an all right card. Unfortunately, one of the uh, main participants was injured, so Ferguson didn't fight the Russian dude, the White Eagle, I think they call him. And I would have really liked to have seen that fight. But I think that Tyron Woodley is catching some hell in the UFC. And I'm going to be straight out. He's catching hell because of the color of his skin. He is fighting like every other champion to protect himself. He's going out there. He is throwing blows. But from Dana on down to the crowd, he's just getting nothing but hate. I mean, so, it, 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 you know, I watched all five rounds. He won the fight. The card, like I said, wasn't a strong card. Even though there was just one fucking guy, man, he was getting beat to a pulp. Eye busted, lip, jaw swollen, ear bleeding. He was getting elbowed to hell. Third round, this bastard. They said he was a tough dude, Darren Elkin. And Darren Elkin, man, I tip my hat to you. This fucking dude came through and choked this bastard out in the third round, like out of nowhere. So that made my night on the whole UFC card. Oh, man. That's, that's awesome. So what's going on in the boxing world? Uh, well, it was Thurman versus Garcia. I think Thurman won by split decision. He should actually won by uh, unanimous decision. But I'm, I'm having this is supposed to be like a marquee fight. It was actually free on CBS. But I'm not, boxing is always going to have a problem until they can figure out how to get <clears throat> A-listers and B-listers on the same card on any given night. For instance, I know that they're talking about. They have a Pacquiao versus Khan fight. It's supposed to be in May. But there's also three other fights in May happening. Like, why don't they just combine all three of those fighters and put them on the same card? And that way they'll probably make way more money than them fighting besides Pacquiao. They'll probably make way more money fighting together than on their own. You know how that goes, man. Promoters in boxing... Man, that's like that's like getting Israel to sit down with like uh Palestine and and decide what the hell they're gonna do with that border. You know what I mean? I mean, I would think it would still benefit everyone because who are the top two promoters? Um, um, you have oh shit, Mayweather, not Mayweather. Um, the Golden Boy, Golden you have Boy, a top rank. Is Aram still in it? Is that Aram, right? Yeah, Aram, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's with uh, Pacquiao. So I'm like, why don't I write this? Come to the table, create some form of larger league, like how the UFC has it, or the WWE, you create some conglomerate, and go from there. The boxers will end up most likely making more money that way, and then on the back end, the promoters will still get their money. 
You know what? The promoters only really give a damn about the front end on them because once once you had like when I was a kid growing up, it was WBC, WBA. It wasn't all this IBF, GAG, Elemental P. There wasn't 15 different ones that you had to worry about. Actually, when I was a kid, most of the boxing champions were unified. There was no such thing as this interim and that. That all came around like Ali's, um, Ali's days where he was starting to decline. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, you know, what's his name? King wanted champions. When you didn't have when when you when a non-king heavyweight had the belt, King wanted the championship. The IBF came, WBC splitting WBA. I mean, actually, it was a lot like wrestling. You know, you had the territories, and everybody became WWE. Yeah. Well, back then, it was it was the total opposite. It was just WWE, and now everybody's territories. Yeah, that's what they. I think they need to need to go back to doing that because right now they like the bloods and crips. No one want to come to the table together. I don't want to fight your fighter because I don't want to deal with Bob Aaron. Well, I don't want to fight your fighter because uh, Golden Boy is taking out too much of a percentage. Oh yeah, and then Floyd has a, a promotional too, right? The money team. Yeah, but Floyd has a promotional team. But like, he's he's, he's the only fighter, so I don't even tell him. Oh, okay, because he self promotes. He's the um. He owns his, he's like he owns his own masters, and his yeah. masters is him. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't yeah. understand what's going on. And, and then I don't know what's going on with this Floyd and Conor McGregor, because now people are saying, well, why do you want to fight Conor McGregor when Triple G is saying, I will come down and wait to fight Floyd? Well, I don't think Floyd would want a Triple G fight anyway, so I guess the big money mega fight would be Conor McGregor. The only thing more confusing about the McGregor and Mayweather potential fight when you add in UFC and those two guys is, is, is our president. He's the only thing that's more confusing than that. Than, than that. I mean, this fucking guy, man, I, he's amazing. You know, this, this wiretapping uh, allegation against uh, uh, the former Portis Obama, is, it's just ludicrous, man. I mean... Yeah. Turn his, his, his own attorney fact? We get to everyone the, else said it doesn't exist. We get to the you know what what he's trying to say is is he's basically telling the FBI you're liars, the uh, ex uh, president he's a liar, and um, the attorney general that he's a liar because he wants to say that if you don't investigate that, then you can't investigate me. Yeah, you can't investigate me with Russia, but I'm like. He said, there's no evidence of me having to do anything with Russia. But I'm like, it's already been three of your colleagues who's got caught either having a closed-door conversation with Russia during the election or they had some other form of ties to Russia. So there is evidence to make a case. But on the other hand, the whole Obama thing, your own FBI guy is saying that this doesn't exist. So I, I, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, it's a, I, I think this guy's gonna end up getting a piece eventually. This can't last for four years. You know what? I'm just waiting for Saturday Night Live did a uh, a good skit this weekend. TV, what is it? T to be determined skit about a Republican standing up to Trump. Say it's in the future, thirty years in the future, and this guy stood up to Trump. 
and he became this national hero. But to be determined because the person doesn't exist as of today. Oh, okay, yeah. So this uh, is a statue like, with, with no face. Okay. It does seem like um, John McCain is, is trying to do that, but then he puts he flips himself down later on and then agrees with certain things. It's like they, no one wants to go against the establishment, but I think McCain is so old, he could go against them. I mean, he's not going to become president probably due to his age, but you have nothing to lose. But see, they all act like they... I mean, Ryan has just rolled the fuck over, and I don't even understand that. Ryan went from a guy who was supposed to be running for president this uh, term to a guy who just is rolling completely over for Trump. And I, I, I don't yeah, understand it, and I don't, I don't like it at all. I don't like it not even a little bit. Bill Maher does this segment called The Crying, crying, uh, crying Little Bitch, and I think uh, uh, Paul Ryan would be a candidate for that. Because anything Obama said or did, Ryan was always against. The things that Trump has done, he never wants to talk about. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know. If you don't agree, I'm like, as a, as a human being, as a man, if you, you're allowed to say, I don't agree with this person. But everything has to be political. I just don't understand that. And it all has to be, right now, it's all perfect. It's in line with some bigger picture that nobody's telling us what the big... He's just as big a mystery today as when he was running, when he really had zero platform. He had zero agenda, just a wall, and I'm kicking people out. That's it. Yeah. Uh, how I'm going to make uh, schools better, how I'm going to make uh, health care, because when they found out about health care, even he had to make shit, man, this is not as easy as it seems. No. Nope. You know, because you got to get... You gotta get these corporations to fall in line with it, and they like, who's paying us? Because that's one thing about it. Take your ass to a doctor and don't have medical. Who's paying for it? You could fuck your, your uh, what do you call that? You could mess your, uh, your, uh, damn it, doc, um, you could mess up your credit forever owing a hospital. Yeah. Try to buy a house or a car with no credit. That's why they're like, oh, we want to go, um, I think they want to do, like, vouchers or you get a tax break. But I'm like, if I get sick and I don't have health health shares, what the hell is your tax rebate going to do for me? Yes, if, I, not... if you're giving me 10000 and my tax rebate was 90000 I would rather have full-blown insurance than you giving me a kickback. I don't know. I think... My thing is, all right, if 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 the Affordable Care Act, aka Obamacare, is is working, and if it has its flaws, how about just fixing the flaws instead of just trying to break it all down and build a new house? No, no, no. You got to throw out the baby with the spoiled milk. That makes no sense to me. If if you buy a house and the floors are bad, you're just going to replace the floors. You're not going to blow up the entire house and then rebuild it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You, you know what? The hell with the all the money that's been put into the piping and this, that, and the other, the electrical. Yeah, yeah, they just they fucking burn the whole house down because this, this, these people don't seem to have a clue of what's going on. And then we have a public. We have too many of the general public who just follow step. They they step in line, and anything he says is good. I mean, I can't even believe that New York City, even if there was only two hundred people. 
that you could get 200 lunatics to stand out in Manhattan and say he's doing a great job. Yeah, that's that's insane. It's it's really insane. And I think they just had a survey where some of these people didn't know that the Affordable Care Act and Obamacare was the same thing. It's fucking baffling. I don't understand people. No one does their research. They see a headline. They run with it. They could be from Joe Blow's website. If they if they print it, it's it's fact. Hmm. I, I just don't understand people. But see, you know what it is. Part of it is is just the culture. You, I'm sure you heard about that guy like chugging the bottle with tequila, and he dies. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've been, you know, I love fucking YouTube, I must admit, man. It's great. I just go on there to look, and I don't even pay attention to something, and I see these people with the state in tow. So, you know, a, a tagline like that is going to grab your attention. So I look up at it. It's this fucking super hot lollipop, right? That's supposed to be 90,000 times or 9,000 times hotter than a jalapeno. And so I'm watching these people put themselves through pain and suffering. You know what it, and, and what I'm, my point is, we're in a society now where the dare is the shit. If I dare you, you must do this. You know what I mean? Like, why would I want to drink or eat cinnamon? Makes no sense. Oh, yeah, I have an um, idiot nephew who did that in high school and. Basically, his parents have to be called because he couldn't move. Okay. See, now that's insane. The other day, we just brought, like, uh, some new burger mix, right? You know, uh, a seasoning for burgers. Yeah. So I said, let me just take a, like, a two-finger taste of it. Human bodies are not meant to take seasoning straight like that. Because, trust me, that shit got in my throat. I was like, <laughs> for five minutes, just call me. You know, because I'm an idiot. <laughs> because now, now I'm gonna take a whole spoon or some shit that don't, do, especially since it's fine fibers. What fine fibers do is they get into your damn lungs. Yeah, stuff that don't belong in there. See, we don't yeah. understand the consequences of certain things. <clears throat> now I'm gonna, I'm going to admit this. When I was living in Utah, I had a bunch of buddies, and every we were we were fools. Every morning before school, we would drink. I mean, hard booze. And back then, the drink of choice was a thing called Everclear. I don't know if you ever drank Everclear. No, well, I heard about it, no. Well, see, this is this is the new generation's Everclear. I think it's 161. My generation, Everclear was 193. Sheer fucking fire. You, you could actually take a capsule of Everclear on a cold day pour it on something, light it, and that shit like the everlasting torch would just burn to all the alcohol burned out. Mm. So, this is me getting back to this. One morning, we don't have, nobody has a bottle. Out of five of us, somebody would always have a bottle or something, round rock or something. We would just take like a shot or two to start our day. This morning, nobody has it. So my buddy, Will, comes up with the bright idea. Well, we got no booze, but I do have rum and alcohol. <laughs> rum and alcohol. No. We're not going to drink rum and alcohol, are we? And you don't know, like asses. All five of us took a shot of rum and alcohol. Needless to say, nobody made it anywhere. 
<laughs> Drinking a shot of rubbing alcohol has got to be one of the worst things that you could possibly do to your body, your esophagus, your stomach. I mean, it, it was horrendous, man. Oh, man, that's, that's insane. I, just the smell of alcohol is crazy, so I can imagine it burning going down. Yeah, we did it with Coke. Like, we're going to drink it like it's vodka and Coke. <laughs> did you get a buzz? The buzz, man, you got, it was worse than a buzz. I got sick, got threw up, I, I was dizzy. It was, it was a bad situation. We all laid out, they thought we all caught one major virus, cause think about it, it's five different, it's five different dudes all come down with the same shit. Two of them wind up going to the infirmary. I just laid, crawled up in my bed for the day. But we, oh, man, and believe it or not, you could get it down. But that's the problem. Once you get it down, it's like, oh shit. Niggas, your stomach's probably like, what the hell is this? Next thing you know, gotta send this back up. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was horrible, man. It's, but, you know, online is full of it. I watch, you know, I watch these sports shows, and one I really like is called, uh, what is it? Highly Questionable. And Highly Questionable is highly questionable even a sports show, because most of it is people at the end of the show just doing ridiculous shit that you know that somebody dared them to do. You know, people. It always it only takes one dead for you to die. Oh yeah, well this this dude with the tequila. I mean, you know what? You don't chug a bottle of fucking tequila down. You know that's some great looking shit that happens on movies. You know, and it's, that's where you should leave it. And that's irresponsible because enough idiots think that they could like down a bottle of Jack Daniels like that. But when you get that blood alcohol poisoning. That's serious shit, man. It's not like there's a pill that somebody, you know, think about this. A fucking heroin addict. There's a shot that they can give a heroin addict that will instantly sober them up. There is no shot that they give you to instantly make you not drunk. And I guarantee you. IV baggies. I bet you most people wish that there was. <laughs> I could have used that shot ten times in my life. <laughs> I would carry around, see I'm going out on a crazy night drinking. I'll keep a fucking needle full of that shot with me. Oh, man, I'm starting to get a little fucked up too much. Because this is the thing about being drunk. Have you ever been drunk? Yeah, I've been I've been wasted. Uh, not a lot of times, but it's that one time where you be like, I'm never going to drink again. Oh, you know what? I think anybody who's really ever drank has had that night. But here's the thing about being drunk. That's really fucked up. You go from that one step where everything is all right to that next step where what the fuck happened? Yeah. And it happens <laughs> the same. I don't give a fuck if you're two foot tall, nine foot tall, black, white, Hispanic, or Asian. It happens the same way to all of us. You go from what to oh shit? Really? Now, you can't turn it off now. You be like, I feel a little buzz, and all of a sudden it just hits you. Yeah, and now you're trying to re recollect all the shit. Did I do anything? I mean, because that's the worst feeling ever. Being back, you know, you, you open your eyes and you see that, oh, shit, I made it home safely. I got all my possessions because you start checking for wallets, rings, and shit like that, money. And then the next thing is, did I do anything? See, but nowadays, people got your back because, you know what, their friend gets drunk and what do they do? Like a fucked up friend, they videotape them. 
Yeah. <laughs> my day didn't have videotape. You had to hear the story. Yep. Well, my thing was I always, it, I would wake up. Now, check to make sure I have everything, but then I remember how the fuck I got home. That's, that's the point of like, how the hell did I get here? You don't want to call people who could have been, some of your friends might not even remember either. Yeah, but you know what? When you get back with them, if there's a story to tell, trust me, they're going to tell you. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. You, I mean, that's not like something that people just blow off to the wayside. You will hear the story. But see, nowadays, you don't have to do that. Motherfuckers will put you on Facebook or Instagram live. Boom! You got to even go back to watch the video of the harm. So yeah, all my friends know for a fact. Don't post anything that just that happens without my permission. Yeah, but I'm sure right. that ha- that must happen to people. I mean, actually, once again, YouTube. I see it happen all the time. Like some, like I think divorced people are your friends. You're never gonna meet any worse fucking people in your entire life. And I don't know about women, but I'm talking about young males are the absolute worst. I'm going to tell you a, a thing that we used to do on my block. This is when we first started to have the balls enough where we could stay out to daylight, right? So we getting at that age where we could stay out to daylight. We hang on the stoop. We drink a beer all night long. Now, everybody on, on the stoop is a football player or a basketball player or something, some form of high school athletics. And if you nod, you got slapped. And I'm not talking pop. I'm talking about haul off. Hand behind your shoulder, a slap. <laughs> now, think about these are the first times you ever stayed out all night. So you know guys are going to be nodding constantly. And this is what you hear all night. Because I'm not lying to you, Matt. If I'm lying, I'm flying. My block, this is the type of shit we did. Okay, not only would you get slapped, but if you fell asleep, I watched buddies of mine actually set other buddies of mine clothes on fire with them in them. Oh, shit. Yeah, and see, we're talking about, you have to do the research on this. This is old school. Gabardines. Gabardines would burn like candle wax. You know that drip you get from the, uh, a candle? Yeah. Could you imagine your pants like that on your thigh burning? <laughs> oh, that's insane. And this is one that's I, like third degree burns. Yeah, this one is going to get you. We also would piss on one another at any <laughs> chance we got. I'm talking, and I don't give a fuck how fly. You could have your suede pumas, brand new suede pumas. Me, I remember one time, me and all my buddies went to Delancey Street. My buddy buys a snorkel. You know the snorkel coat? Yeah. Okay, he buys a brand new snorkel. So he goes down like in a little two-step basement to take a leak. And it's a clear, beautiful night. And my other friend stands above. This is the first time I've ever seen this happen. A friend pulls Johnson out, and he starts pissing on him while he's down there. And he's all, this motherfucking man that bought his brand new coat that starts ringing. <laughs> <laughs> so we're sitting there laughing. And he found out. He found out that this guy was pissing on him. And the thing was, this was the baddest guy in our crew. The biggest and the strongest. Yeah. He took it as a joke. And from there, it, I mean, every time you turned around, somebody was pissing on you or you were pissing on somebody. And this went on for 
I would say for about three years. Oh, that's insane. I remember yeah, one I time. I would have been tight. One time we were sitting in my buddy's kitchen, and I'm not, I'm not joking. Sitting in my buddy's kitchen, she's making us breakfast, and he's pissed on his mother in the kitchen. Pissed on his mother? Pissed right off her. Pissed oh. right on his mother while she was making us breakfast in her kitchen. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was a murder case. Oh, well, see, it wasn't just that, too. Then it got... So from there, it went to stripping people in public. Oh, yeah, we used to do that sometimes. Like, if a guy came through my block and we didn't like you, you would get maybe one warning. You come through here to see her again, we stripping your ass butt naked. And so, naturally, all guys back then, they think they're gangsters. You can't do it. There's nothing you could do when four dudes yoked you up and just ripped your shit off. Now you got to... We, I remember one time we made a guy sit on the stoop, butt ass naked, and drink beer with us for hours. <laughs> butt naked. Because he was under, he was under a threat of serious bodily harm. And one of my friends actually made him drink the beer, cause he really hated him. Cause he used to date the girl he was now dating. He put the beer bottle on his ass. And said, oh, that's the bottle God. that you're gonna drink. But see, we're, we're talking, I mean, Two of the dudes I'm hanging out with, 6'2", 6'3", 240, cock diesel, and didn't mind beating you to a pulp. Oh, man. Yeah, we didn't do, uh, most of our friends would do is if you fall asleep, they would shave off your eyebrow. Oh, oh like the, the, the most insane. I, I used to be like, listen, I'm the only one here that has a 9 to 5 that have to go into office building. Don't shave off my fucking eyebrow. <laughs> We gonna fight. If I gotta wake up in the morning, I only got one eyebrow. We gonna fight. And you know what? Worked in the, like mechanics and engineers. I mean, electricians and stuff like that. Well, I actually did that to myself in high school. I watched the wall, and I thought it was a good idea to shave off my eyebrows. And boy, what a fucked up look that is! I had At a bald head. <laughs> Yo, no, I shaved them both off. I mean, it was really before I had facial hair, so I looked like a fucking, uh, what the hell is the name of that candy that they have in the movie? Like a goober? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the one without the peanut? I had no eyebrows, no mustache, no beard, no hair on my head. I mean, because when I was in high school, man, I, I have been blonde, I have been blue, I've been green, I've been purple, I've been redhead, I've been anything you can name. I've had half mohawks, full mohawks, I've had uh, every kind of hairdo that you could probably imagine. I remember I was actually working on Wall Street, and I was still getting these hairdos. Now, this is even after the Navy, and I had a boss who was a Catholic. I came to work one time with a cross cut in my back of my head but upside down. And he was like, I want that cross gone by tomorrow. And he said, this is not a threat. It's a threat. Oh, and I was like, you know what? I like this fucking job, man. I'm doing good. He was like, all those other fucking hair dudes that you come through here with, they don't bother me. That upside down cross shit, what were you thinking? <laughs> I was like, hey, man, it's a, it, it, felt, it felt like a good idea. Because me and my, my roommate, 
we had a transvestite barber down in the village. It used to be, uh, back then, we used to have all these barber shops in the village. On A Street, man, that was when the village was the village. And this was a big, burly, looked like a, it looked like a Sylvester. You, you, you know who Sylvester is? No. The singer? Oh, oh, yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, with two tons of fun? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, big. And he said, hey, let me uh, hook you up. And I was like, what you gonna do? He was like, man, you look sexy as a platinum blonde. And I was like, you know what? Uh, I think I like that. He said, you move your whole ass and look pretty good platinum blonde. And after that, I was off to the races, man. I was like, you know what? Every, every, every month when this starts to fade, I'm gonna get something else. And I was like, you know what, is my job going to really fly? I came in the next day, I was the talk of the fucking office. You see that? You see that? she's blonde. You see, now this is way before, like nowadays, where, you know, this was pre-Rodman, so I'm not yeah. following Rodman or anything like that. I never heard of Rodman. <laughs> I'm glad to blind. Yeah, platinum blonde, man. I've been, like I said, green, purple, you name it. You name it. I mean, half a head of hair, just hair on one side of my head. Our goal was then, see, let's not forget, I'm the same guy eating the pizza off the floor. <laughs> Our goal then was to be as, as, as savage as you possibly could. Uh, as close to a... Thing, not even a human man, but a thing. And I think sometimes my wife still thinks I'm that thing. You know? Yeah. If you go to Thanksgiving and throw your food on the floor, they pick it up and eat it. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I've had some moments in this lifetime, and I will say that. I've definitely had some moments in this life. Uh, I'm glad that I survived those. You know, I am truly, truly glad that I survived those. And it, yeah, it, I think back at some of the dumb shit I've, I've done. That, like, what the fuck was I thinking? Jumping roofs. See, now, that wasn't me. Subway track. It was like, it was just doing dumb shit. Now, the subway track thing, I have definitely crossed over the subway. See, but I had buddies, and they were big into, uh, and, and I think this, I don't even know if this, they would ride the back of the bus. And people oh, yeah, were dying from that. Used to do that, yeah. Well, I, I had one time where I almost died there. We used to hang out. It was an abandoned, I think it was an ice cream factory or something. It was abandoned. So, still so us kids being kids, old boys, like, oh, that's, go, that's, our, that's like going to be our hangout spot, our little clubhouse. So, we we hanging in there one day. And we're like, you know what? There's a tennis court in this door. Let's sneak in there. But we had to go through the roof. Being that I was the best climber, I was like, well, I'll go down and I'll unlock the door from the inside. By going through the roof window, make my way down, but I couldn't unlock the door because it was tied with rope and I couldn't get the knot out. So as I was climbing back up to the window, the pipe I was standing on, and I'm telling you, this had to be about five or six stories above the tennis court. The pipe I was standing on broke. If my friend didn't, I, I was able to grab the window set, but if my friend didn't grab the back of my jacket, I would have been splattered all over that, uh, over that tennis court. And I should think back, I was like, all the fucking dumb shit I used to do as a kid. So I can't really say nothing about these kids now that do this, this real crazy shit. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, I, everything I did, we did for fun. But, I mean, some of it did lead to some violence, sure, because that was just the environment. And, you know, shit was real, even though we had a good time. I had a great time growing up, you know, a great time. But, you know, I was not hopping roofs. Heights is my kryptonite. I'm fucking around upstairs. You know what I mean? I'm not climbing through windows. I'm not jumping from building to building. See, I, I grew up in Bedstock. There was no building to building. That meant you was in somebody's building to do that. Oh, and, I, yeah. and and one thing you do, there was you could mess around around other people's projects, but there was limits. You could never treat their project like you lived there. The motherfuckers would always let you know, you you just visiting, my man. Don't act like you live here. <laughs> Yeah, we used to do some crazy shit, man. Yeah, you one of them fancy motherfuckers. You one of them fancy motherfuckers. You live in a house. We live in a project, man. Don't don't come over here with that bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> hey, come over, come over to your project and pitch the story. Man, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, well, now, now I'm going to do that, man. I, I lived in Dyson for years. So, I mean, when, when, I, when I lived in Dyson, it was a whole different ball game. It was a different life. You know, now I'm hanging out. I'm, it's wintertime. I'm telling people, meet me on the 12th floor. See, bed style, I lived in a, I always lived in a house. Oh, my whole life. So, there was no 34 fucking neighbors, you know, yeah. 14 <laughs> floors and, you know, eight apartments on each floor. That shit was brand new to me. You know, I had been okay. projects many times, but I didn't live in one. You know. Yeah, the things you learn from them. You know, I see, and I also was a fraid cat of uh, fucking elevators. So we lived on the 14th floor. Okay. I walked the 14 floors up and down so every bad. time. So being now, say I'm pretty young. Sometimes you go upstairs because you got to take care of them, and you got to come back downstairs. You go back upstairs. Oh shit, I forgot something. Let me go back downstairs. And each time, no matter if it was 3 in the morning or 8 a.m., I'm climbing the stairs. I am not getting that elevator, man. I know what these fucking guys do with the elevators and the projects. Yeah. I'm like, this Saturday night, who the fuck is going to come rescue me if I'm stuck? Yeah, I got stuck in the elevator a few times. Not that lazy like <clears throat> fucking maintenance guy I see all the time. He ain't doing shit. No, no, you got to wait, wait for the fire department. Hmm. Oh, man, like having the fire department pull you from the pull, pull you from an elevator. Oh yeah, yeah, but see, I'll, I'll be a real tough guy when I'm with my woman. No, no, man, I'll ride up with you. After that, I'm like, fuck that. You going back downstairs? Yeah. Why are you taking the elevator? You've known me for about seven years. When do you ever knew me to take the the, the elevator in the projects? <laughs> fuck out of here! I'm not doing that. It's not to go. I have a lot of friends that still live in the project, and I swear some buildings, they don't have cameras in the elevator yet. And riding the fucking elevator is like playing Twister. Because when the elevator door open, there's no way for you to step because there's nothing but fucking piss in the elevator. And I think I told the story before. I was leaving my house running for the elevator, and I, when the elevator door opened, I was still on full speed. So when I ran in the elevator, I slipped, and I fell in the piss. And it was like, it was like the Matrix. Everything went in slow motion. The piss came up in the air. I was, I was like, oh, I was covered in fucking human piss. That was the worst day of my life. Oh, you would have hated my block. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't please don't kill me. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, especially if you had something brand new. I don't know if that was out of jealousy or not, but I'll never forget that as long as I live, man. Yeah, man, I can't Damn, it, man, it was just sunny out here. Now it's fucking raining. Brand new coat. All going to Delancey Street, because <laughs> that was the big deal back then. I went to Delancey Street not too many years ago. I used to still go to Delancey just for tailoring. But Delancey was like run-down shit. I couldn't find anything worth buying. But when we were kids, I guess that was like our uh, Fordham Road, you know? Like people yeah, uptown got Fordham to Road. We yeah. had Delancey Street. We used to go down to Delancey, but it was just mainly for like leather coat, leather jackets and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was always great for coats. But then it was like, oh, man, this neighborhood has changed too. You can't, you can't even do the old... You know, like, let's talk them down. We know that your prices are raised. I'm going to talk you down to a reasonable price. Yeah. It doesn't work. Dude, we have a shit like that where on Broadway you could talk the people down. I really yeah. think they crunch, but whatever. Yeah, it's a horrible name for it. And if you're from New York, you know the word. But I refuse yeah. to say it. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand how people go to the... If, if I'm going to a store... And you're not paying, you're not charging me tax. Something else going on. Yeah, uh, well, then you, I don't know if you ever took part in it. In the 20s, back, I would say, um, late eight, eight, late 90s, no, no, I think it's the early 2000s, it still exists. They used to have, in the 20s, 20s, like on Broadway, there was all those shop shops where you could get all knockoff shit. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, they you know, still like, have them down on Canal because I was in, I was down there a few weeks ago in every corner. You you want handbags? See, but you know what? I remember when the feds started busting those places, and especially since it, it really came into play with me because I was actually working for a law firm that represented one of the people that was getting ripped off the most. Oh, wow. you know. So and and the the the, the attorney that. One of the partners' attorneys that I worked for, he always was like, in court, send them motherfuckers down there with warrants and take all their shit. Especially they was having to knock off coach bags, and coach was one of our clients. And they would have, you would see them at court with the pictures, people with 3,000 bags. And they'd be like, hey, see, because think about it, he was doing his job when he could report the coach. We confiscated $10,000 worth of phony-ass equipment. Yeah. But now they don't have them. They're not out in the open anymore. You got to follow a little lady down into the, look like a little basement area or a back door or something. Because they not, they was, they was getting arrested left and right. Mm. It's, it's, yeah. It's a, it's a market. It's hard to, it's hard to close that market. There's always going to be a black market or something around. There's black markets for almost everything, including pharmaceuticals. If somebody makes a pharmaceutical, somebody makes a fake version, synthetic version or something. Matter of fact, uh, this is a big thing. People have millions of followers on YouTube just showing people fake Nike versus real Nikes. Yes. You yeah, know? You have to be careful, especially the sneakers if you're buying those secondhand. The yeah, yeah. The um, business of reselling is, is in full effect. You can make a lot of money off reselling sneakers. Really? Yeah. The other day, they have this store. On, you, you should be familiar with Jimmy Jacks because they have them everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So Jimmy Jazz in Harlem was um, reopening after they uh, re- redid this store. So they had a promote. They were like nine o'clock the next morning. They was releasing all the old retro Jordans and the Yeezys. Now the Yeezys go for a crazy amount of money online. When I tell you Friday night, actually Friday afternoon, it was already a line. And I'm saying here, I'm like. These motherfuckers will line up to buy sneakers, but probably won't line up for a fucking job. <laughs> the damn sure ain't lining up to vote. You're going to stand outside for over 24 hours to buy sneakers. And then I'm like, it's, it's, I feel like it's only in our community because that morning I had to pick up something from the FedEx store. There was like nine police cars waiting to get there to control the traffic because there was so many people out there. I just don't understand people. I don't know. People got their priorities mixed up, I guess. Yeah. You want to know something? It's going to be like one of my closing lines here. Um, and it goes back to what you just said. Only us. This is the thing about me. I like, I love sneakers. I got, I mean, you know, I, I must right now have 15 to 20 pairs. But I go out of my way to always try to find something where I won't walk up a block and see seven other people wearing the same shit I'm wearing. But I still want mine to look nice. Yep. You know, and this is people with no originality. They're being told how to look. And you know what? Fuck that. Maybe everybody this year is wearing the Jordans from this year. I might decide I want to wear the Jordans from 10 years ago just because, they, I mean, they're going to be fresh. They're going to be clean. But everybody's not going to have them. And, you know, I'm not going to buy the one that's in trending in style today. This yeah, moment. I don't, I, just, I, I don't understand with you. I won't, I'm not staying, first of all, I don't like staying online, even in the fucking amusement park. I'm <laughs> staying an hour and a half. I ain't waiting. So I'm not staying there 24 hours to buy a pair of kicks. That's just, that's just. That's the same thing. I'm not sleeping outside to get some sneakers. Now, if I was in the, now, I'm, I'm sure some people, they're not buying it for themselves. They're probably buying it to resell, which I guess is cool because you, that's, that's your little business. But I'm not, uh, I, if I'm buying it for self, I'm not standing on the line. Yeah. Uh, I'll look for a hookup or something. Yeah, because it makes sense. I mean, think about it. Nothing feels worse. And this probably happened in some, because I have an Izod shirt that I can't wear because I've seen too many men in it. Yeah. But nothing is worse than you are heading somewhere, you feel a fly, you got your hair done, your beard is rocking, your clothes, you got this outfit, you're going on this function, and you get on the train, and you look over, and somebody's got basically the same shit you got on. That really brings you down. (laughs) Now you don't feel that fly no more. Yeah, I don't know what's I don't know what's wrong with people, man. I, I'm at the point now where I don't even care. I, I go shopping. I go. I don't shop in the hood because I don't want to buy the same thing everyone else is wearing. So I yeah. just drive out upstate or Yonkers or something and just buy what I need. I, I can't. I'm not waiting in line for nothing. No, I can dig that. Hey, Matt, man, let's wrap this one up, my friend. All right. Um, as always, folks. <clears throat> You can sign up to subscribe to our YouTube page at Netboy Doc. You also can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and, and Facebook using Netboy Doc as well. 
comment, share, like. Um, we don't care if it's positive or negative. Just subscribe to the channel and follow us on social media. As you can find us on all forms of social media and our YouTube page, which is most important, at Netboy Doc. Yes, as always, people, it's been our pleasure speaking. We're speaking to each other, but we're speaking to you. I hope you enjoyed it. Let us know. Please let us know one way or another. That's a beautiful thing. That's the only thing we ever request from you. And on behalf of Netboy, this is Doc, and I'm going to tell you like I always tell you, peace.